Welcome back to the Pre-Combat Check Podcast. My guest today is Zach, a former Marine and member of their special operations group known as MARSOC. He will explain what MARSOC is, the process he went through, as well as the realities of being in. Enjoy the show. What's up, Zach? Welcome to the show. Hi, how are you? Doing all right. How about yourself? Doing pretty good. Awesome. Well, I appreciate you being here and sharing information to help guys learn the realities about what it's like to be a Marine as well as a MARSOC operator. Let's get started. Why'd you join? Uh, I joined because uh, at the time I thought the Iraq war was winding down and uh, I definitely wanted to contribute to the war effort and uh, you know do my part like a lot of people in my family had pre- previous to me. Yeah, awesome. Can you tell me about your military background, jobs you had while you were in, units you were at, <clears throat> where you were stationed, deployments, schools you attended? So I started out in uh, uh, Marine Corps Rifle Squad, um, went to Scout Sniper Indoctrination and between Infantry and Scout Sniper Platoon, I was there for approximately four years. And from there I went to Selection and uh, became a MARSOC operator and I was there for approximately seven years. Awesome. Cool, man. It's a really decorated background. All right, so let me uh, break it down. What was it like to be a grunt in the Marines? What was the training like, the culture, deployments? Uh, being a grunt is uh, it's pretty easy to get into. The uh, culture is kind of weird because you have every walk walk of life, and um, it just um, it's a very aggressive kind of alpha dominated uh, arena. And if you don't really fit that mold, they, you you tend to go to the bottom of the list, or you, you tend to you know fall into a different clique. Mm-hmm. Um, but for the most part, it's uh, it's a very aggressive community. It's also a very close knit community. Um, You'll make friends in the infantry like none before. Um, you're kind of you're kind of the bastard child of everything, so nobody really cares too much about you, and you you kind of bond based off of being equally worthless, so to speak. So you kind of feel like an outsider. Um, a tribe forms from that. Yeah, a tribe definitely forms from that. There's definitely a distinct grunt culture, mm-hmm. and that even follows through when you when you get out of the military and um, you know you meet other Marines that were in the infantry. There's kind of a bond there that um, that doesn't develop too much with uh, non-infantry guys. Really cool. Did yeah. you feel like that also um, pertains to guys that were in Vietnam, World War Two? Oh, definitely. Marines across the board definitely. throughout history. Yeah, throughout throughout history, I mean. The infantry kind of gets uh, the short end of the stick. Your your mission is to close with, locate, and destroy the enemy. And um, that mission set has remained unchanged since the beginning of time. Um, That's what infantry has done for thousands of years and will continue to do for thousands of years is fight face-to-face with the the enemy. Awesome. Okay. And then from there, you became a scout sniper. So what was it like being one? And then how do you become a scout sniper? So in order to become a scout sniper, the first thing you have to do is go through what's called INDOC. Uh, that's usually ran at your local battalion. Um, people from your scout sniper section will um, basically test you out. You'll do a series of physical fitness tests, ruck marches, uh, knowledge tests, uh, things called Kim's Game or Keep in Memory. Um, which is basically um, your team leader will show you a certain set amount of items, uh, then will hide them. Um, later on in the day, you have to describe what those items were. Uh, being a sniper is more about observation than it is about marksmanship, and they want to make sure that you're picking those things out. Uh, after after doing a uh, deployment as a what we call pig or professional uh, professionally instructed gunman, um, 
then usually you'll go to a uh, pre-sniper course. Um, they'll get you ready for the marksmanship and the stocking portion, which are which you should already be prepared for if your uh, scout sniper platoon is on point. Uh, and then usually after your second deployment, you'll go to scout sniper school, and um, that gets you the official official ominous dominus. You're a scout sniper now. Um, then you, they call they call those people hogs uh, or hunter of gunmen. Um, there's tends to be a delineation in the sniper platoons between the two, but at the same time, if somebody's a pig and has been one for multiple deployments and just hasn't gotten the chance to go to sniper school, he's still held in pretty hard, high regard. Okay. Um, yeah. Not really cool. So then following time as a scout sniper, you tried out for MARSOC, were selected. Yes. Um, first, what is MARSOC and what is their primary mission set? Uh, MARSOC is Marine Special Operations Command. Um, Basically, they're the special operations wing of the Marine Corps. Uh, their mission set uh, varies from direct action, uh, foreign internal defense, uh, special reconnaissance. Um, and we're kind of multi-rolled. Um, MARSOC is very new to the special operations community and they've kind of put their fingers in a little bit of everything. Um, so they're still kind of building their niche right now. Okay, and how do you volunteer and can anyone try out? So anybody that is a Marine can try out. Uh, you have to have, I think uh, when I went through, it was a minimum of two deployments. I think now it's uh, four years. Um, you can be of any MOS and go through the uh, assessment selection portion. Um, from there, usually you go into what's called the in, uh, individual training course if you pass uh, selection. Selection is just to see how uh, trainable you are. Okay. And, um... So it sounds like you cannot go from the street straight to MARSOC. You have to be in the Marines. No, unlike a lot of the other special operations programs, say like the SEAL Challenge or the uh, 18X-ray program that the Army has, or even Army Rangers like yourself, um, you can go straight into it from, from an enlistment and go straight into uh, the, those particular programs pending. You pass all the selections and stuff like that. Uh, MARSOC is not like that. You have to be in the Marine Corps for a set amount of time before they will allow you to attend any type of assessment selection program. Okay, cool. And what made you specifically want to try out? Uh, I didn't actually know about MARSOC until I was about ready to get out. And at the time, I, I was considering either going to Army Special Forces or to the Navy SEALs. Um, of course, there's a lot of loyalty to the uniform in the Marine Corps. And when I found out about MARSOC through a brief, I decided that I was going to try out. Um, I tried out, went to assessment selection, passed on the first try, and um, decided to keep going that route. Yeah, awesome. And uh, what was selection like? Uh, selection is uh, its not as intense as a lot of people think it is. Um, it's very... Um, your senses are very deprived there. They do not enforce a typical military discipline. They don't give you positive or negative emotion or feedback. Um, you're very much left to your own devices so that people can see how you act under the, those, those types of situations, how you, how you are as an individual. Okay. And then once you get selected, you go to what's called individual training course, correct? Yes. ITC? Yes. What was that like? How long did it take? And you did that prior to being assigned to your unit, correct? Yes. Okay. So immediately following selection, um, you'll you'll go back to your unit for a brief amount of time. Then you'll um, 
you'll get orders to uh, MSAWS, Marine Special Operations Schools. Uh, you'll report to ITC. Uh, ITC, when I went through, was about 10 months long. Now I think it's closer to a year or 13 months. Um, it is a pretty intense course initially. Uh, the first phase involves uh, a lot of patrolling, um, and they use that as kind of a tool to weed a lot of people out. Um, you do a lot of water work too, so if you are thinking about going to Marine Corps Special Operations Command as an operator, you will need to know how to swim very, very well. Um, usually once they've whittled down the, uh, the pool of guys, then you start going into the more training part or aspect of it, um, which usually involves uh, the direct action package, which I believe now is eight to 10 weeks long. Uh, you learn how to shoot, you learn how to clear rooms, you learn how to do all kinds of uh, direct action mission stuff. Once you pass that, you move into uh, your FID or UW phase, uh, foreign internal defense or unconventional warfare phase, which uh, Basically, you learn how to train uh, host nation forces and um, how to arm them, how to equip them, and how to lead them. Um, those are more of your training phases. That's where you're actually learning and absorbing a lot of your mission set. Prior to that is kind of hashing out uh, what we like to call mastery of the basics. Uh, patrolling is always what we fall back to. So every Marine Special Operations operator should be able to patrol in their sleep. They should be able to patrol at any given time. Um, even now today, a lot of those habits are still enforcing a lot of guys that, uh, that haven't done it in quite some time. Cool. Sounds like a long process, but really thorough and you learn a lot. It is very thorough. Uh, you do learn a lot and the process never ends. One of the sayings in uh, Marine Special Operations is uh, selection is continuous or selection never ends. Mm -hmm. uh, once you get to the teams as well, they, they can strip your MOS if, if they want to, if you mess up bad enough. Um, and then, you know, it's you go to lots of different schools, you go to lots of different things while you're in. So there, there's definitely a lot of challenges. I, I, ITC doesn't end your challenges, it just starts them. Okay. And then once you finish ITC, what was the normal training cycle like? And then how long were your deployments and what was that like? So we usually did six, six, and six. Um, Basically, you had a six-month schools phase, which meant that the team got together and they tried to figure out what qualifications uh, the team needed, whether they needed a master breacher, a comms guy, um, any type of advanced um, schooling that was needed. And for those six months, they'll send guys out. Uh, you go get your individual schools done with, and then you come back and you do another six months of team training. Uh, and once that team training is done, you go on a six month deployment in theory, um, depending on what unit or what team specifically you're in, those those can vary very widely. Okay, so what's the range of dates you can go out? Six um, months is average, so. You, the six, six and six plan is, is what generally happens, but I do know of teams that were doing six months on, six months off. So they would get deployed for six months and then they would go straight into team training for six months okay. during uh, Afghanistan just because we were sh short. A lot quicker turnaround because of the need. Yes. Okay. All right. Uh, can you explain the overall culture of MARSOC? MARSOC is kind of, uh, it, it's 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 not too much of a military culture. There, there's a lot of, everybody's kind of on a first name basis. It's a lot more relaxed than the military. 
Um, but don't get that construed with a lack of discipline. Everybody does have a lack of discipline. It's, it's mainly big boy rules. Everybody's expected to perform. Uh, very rarely do you have organized uh, physical fitness events for the entire team. That's kind of the expectation for you to do on your own. Um, it's a very tight-knit community. There is a, a lot of ag aggressive alpha male type um, people in the, in the community. Um, and there are a lot of thinkers in the community too. And that's probably one of the big things is, is they, they look for thinker, thinkers that can be decisive. And it sounds like you want each guy to be a leader and not just a follower. Yes, everybody should be capable of being a leader and a follower. And that, that's kind of a hard thing to do in, in any special operations community. Usually when you get you know, a bunch of guys that, that are kind of alphas, they, they all want to take charge and you have too many chiefs and not enough Indians. Um, so definitely looking for that person who knows when it's time to follow and knows when it's time to step up to the plate and lead. Yeah, for sure. Uh, so on the outside life, what was family like in Marsoc? How much time did you spend with them, with your wife and kids throughout the year? Family life was almost non-existent while I was in Marsoc. Uh, you're always busy. You're always gone. Even when you're home stateside, uh, you're going to schools. You're going to training packages. Um, there was one year that I can remember. I think a, a total of three weeks I was home for the entire year. Oh, wow. Um, so it, it's definitely it's very hard on the family life and there's really no there's no alternative if you go to marsak you, um, you're either on a team you're at recruiting or you're at the schoolhouse uh, being an instructor and all three of those are very very busy jobs so if you are planning on going into marsak then just know that your family life will have to get put on hold for the time that you're there okay so if you prepare yourself before you'll have a better chance of being strong through it hopefully yeah i mean a lot of that you know depends on your family as well and depends on you and, and, and your outlook of that i i consider myself pretty uh family oriented and uh that was definitely probably one of the rougher things of doing doing marsoc was knowing that uh i kind of had to put my family on hold to make sure that our mission was complete and i could come home at the end of the day yeah all right and if you could summarize Marsoc in one sentence, what would it be? Uh, Marsoc is uh, the premier f uh, fighting force and reconnaissance element for Marine, the Marine Corps. Okay, cool. And to me, it sounds like since I'm from the Army and I'm familiar with the Special Forces unit, um, it sounds like Marsoc is pretty similar to the Special Forces from the pipeline to mm -hmm. the lifestyle the first name basis, the culture. Why should someone consider joining MARSOC versus Special Forces? So what I would say is if you're already a Marine and you're already familiar with the Marine Corps culture, going into MARSOC will probably benefit you. You don't have to relearn a lot of things. Uh, you don't have to relearn the culture especially, which is especially important in my mind. Like the lingo, the rank, just the yeah, small just things. all the small things, yeah. the discipline, the everything. Um, I, I will say that if somebody is starting off going into the military trying to do special operations, the MARSOC probably isn't the route because you're not going to go straight there. You're going to preoccupy probably anywhere from eight to ten years of your life trying to attain that. Um, but if 
you're going into the military kind of wanting to check it out and see what it's like and you want to be in a fighting unit um marine corps is the way to go you can go into the marine corps infantry and from there if you decide hey like this is the lifestyle for me i like this i live it and breathe it uh then you can you know apply for assessment and selection go to that uh, hopefully you pass and uh, make it to marsoc so then you're saying you kind of test the waters in the marines and then from there if you want to go all in marsoc's the route to go yes okay um and, and once again i mean there there are plenty of different um communities that can offer you you know every special operations unit does something a little bit different mm -hmm. um so you know if you're more of that teacher type then special forces is obviously for you if you really like the idea of fast roping into an objective and just kicking doors down all day long the 75th uh, ranger regiment is the way to go if you like medicine you got the pjs if you like the water you got the seals like marsoc is kind of the jack of all trades we support all special operations um and so like i said we're still trying to find our niche and um we've kind of found that in a lot of things and um hopefully we we develop those a little bit better in the future okay and can you share three things that you liked and three things you didn't like about your overall time as a marine and in marsoc as well as being a scout sniper uh well let's see uh i'll start with three things that i don't like um one of the things that's that's pretty hard about the Marine Corps in general is there's a lot of structure and there isn't always a lot of freedom of individuality, which can be a good thing and a bad thing at times. Um, second thing that uh, I, I don't really like is um, kind of the, uh, the structure, the hierarchy, the rank, all that kind of stuff. Um, I feel like I'm more of a... Uh, you know, talk to me like a man kind of guy and not talk down to me or I have to talk up to you. Uh, and then finally, I would say the deployment cycles, man. Um, you're gone a lot. Uh, even even in the normal infantry platoon, we were when we were home, we would be in the field, you know, 15 to 20 days out of the month, uh, come back for a little bit, um, hang out with the family, still have to work on a daily basis and then head back out to the field. Um, so the deployment cycles and the schedules is horrible. Uh, the three things that I did like about the, about the Marine Corps and MARSOC in general, one is, is definitely the camaraderie. Um, I don't think I'll ever, uh, you know, uh, I work with another MARSOC Marine here too, and um, we just have so much in, in, in common that we can just kind of, having never known each other or worked together before, we were able to come together and just kind of see each other eye to eye. Instant bond. Instant bond, yeah. instant, um, you know, brotherhood. Um, two is the challenge. You get to do, you know, when you're eight, most people when they're 18 years old, you go to college and you think going to frat parties and, and doing the whole college thing is kind of challenging. Uh, when you go through, especially something like Scout Sniper Indoc or Assessment Selection, ITC, um, you start realizing that your body can push a lot farther. It's your mind that's stronger. You can, you can get by with an hour of sleep a night with, uh, you know, 500 calorie meal a day while you're pushing 18, 20 clicks a day. Um, and that's no biggie. So the challenge is definitely something that nobody else in your peer group and even people who are much older than you, your parents or, or your, you know, even your grandparents will have a unless they were in the military, will have a very hard time trying to understand 
that you've overcome a lot of obstacles that even they haven't overcome yet. Uh, and then the third thing, I mean, I gotta say it, I think every, every operator has it in the back of their mind, the cool factor, man. Like, there's nothing cooler than being in a blacked out Blackhawk, mm-hmm. flying nape of the earth, getting ready to hit an objective, looking at every, the whole world is in green right now, yeah. and you know what's about to come up. You know, you know, you know that that fast rope's gonna get thrown out the door, you're gonna be on the X here pretty soon, and you know, shit's about to get real. Oh yeah. And that's fun as fuck. I can completely agree with that. I remember sitting on a Chinook, and I'd always close my eyes right before we get on target, and I'd think, man, I wonder what my friends are doing back home. I was like, this is the only thing I'd <laughs> wanna be doing on the planet right now. Yeah. Which is awesome. Yeah, a lot of guys try and uh, play the humility factor in that, which, you know, I don't blame them, but there is definitely a coolness factor to um, the military in general, but especially special operations. Um, you get to do a lot of things that nobody's ever experienced. Yeah, definitely. Do you have any uh, war stories you'd like to share? Something exciting or funny on one of your deployments? <laughs> um. Something exciting or funny from a deployment. I would say that there's a, there's a lot of funny things from deployment. I like to focus more on that because everybody thinks that we're we're kind of uh, we're kind of um, these guys that can't mess up and and we're perfect and everything that we do looks really cool. Just gods in their eyes. Just gods yeah. in their eyes, right? Yeah. Um, so I was um, I was doing a fast rope on on one operation and. Um, I had uh, what's called the Mark 48 uh, strapped to my front. It's and, a machine uh, gun. It's a machine gun. Yeah. It's a it's a pretty nice machine gun. Everybody tends to like it. Uh, anyways, I go down and, and the Mark 48 actually clubs me in in, <laughs> in the chin as I hit the ground, and I kind of like plopped over and just kind of laid there for a minute. Well, when you're doing this, everybody else is still fast roping down. I just remember several dudes stepping on me. <laughs> and jumping on me as they came down they didn't i don't even think they noticed because it was it was all blacked out it was all dark and uh you know i'm just sitting there getting the crap beat out of me thinking to myself like i need to roll out of the way why don't i just roll out of the way so finally i rolled out of the way and uh i remember thinking you know if they put this in a commercial you know nobody <laughs> nobody would ever want to join but the worst uh, recruiting video ever. worst recruiting video ever <laughs> you know everything is always the cool like i got the night vision on and i'm looking so cool yeah like this is this is an operator moment of we fuck up a yeah. lot a lot more than people think <laughs> that's hilarious I'm sure that's happened a lot more than that cool guy perfection you know oh yeah across I mean, the board from special forces to rangers just I mean, that a lot. <laughs> to get to to get to the cool guy factor, man, like you have to fuck up a lot. I mean, you know, it, it takes 10,000 perfect rep- repetitions to make something muscle memory. So when you see a dude that can shoot really well, chances are there was a point in time in his life where he couldn't shoot really well. Mm-hmm. And he learned the fundamentals and applied them over and over and over again so consistently and so brilliantly that he got to that point. And the only way that he gets himself any better is to fail again, to shoot faster, um, longer, farther, uh, until he does misses, until until he pushes his limitation, and that, that's a failure, man. And um, you know, we're all about failing, just failing forward. Okay. And you're so what you're saying is it's going to take a lot of hard work. <coughs> expect to fail a lot, but be consistent. Yeah. And you'll pull through and come out something awesome in the end. And that's that's the kind of guys that that we tend to look for, you know, whether going through selection or ITC. 
they they put you in a lot of places where you you are going to fail and they want to know how how do you fail you should you should despise failure but you should also not let it uh, paralyze you you should use it as motivation to say hey I learned from that lesson and now I'm moving forward and moving on um, but that's it's never acceptable to fail either so you know it, it's kind of a weird mentality that, that, that you have because you have to fail to to learn but you want to be averse to failure definitely yeah it's hard it's a mark of a true professional right yes all right so uh, just to close out do you have any recommendations for those thinking of becoming a marine scout sniper or considering marsoc uh, my recommendation is learn as much as you can. Uh, definitely work out a lot. What they're looking for are smart and strong individuals. Um, so you know, stay in school, um, work out definitely. And when you when you think that you're strong enough to make it, you're probably just starting to get warmed up. Okay. And what types of workout are you talking about? Running, rucking, or just in the gym getting as jacked as you possibly can? Running and rucking are definitely uh, a huge part of it. Um, I would say most programs view rucking as more um, more applicable. Mm -hmm. So you might have a slower run time, but if your ruck time was outstanding, then people look at that and say, okay, that's the mark of a true operator because you can carry a lot of weight over long distances in a short amount of time. Okay, and then you said swimming was also something really to focus on. Swimming is, swimmer. swimming is something to definitely focus on if you want to go to MARSOC, and that's, once again, it's a very revealing uh, exercise in that you can run a person or even ruck a person until they're tired and you see them being tired. Uh, you throw somebody in a pool and he starts struggling and feeling like he's going to drown, you're going to start seeing how he reacts when, when, when kind of your primal fears are engaged and you think, oh, I'm, it's it's not that I'm tired; it's that I'm going to drown and I'm yeah. going to die. Uh, and I've seen I, personally; I, I've had a shallow water blackout once. Uh, I was trying to push my limitations, and I just passed out. Uh, there was a rescue swimmer in, in the water, pulled me out immediately, and they did CPR on me, and I I, I, I came to immediately. Okay. Um, so those things will happen. Just em embrace your fears, embrace um, embrace the challenge, and. and kind of let it happen you know cool awesome man well thanks for being here and that just about wraps it up to get more information about the process of joining go to precombatcheck.com subscribe to this podcast to hear from more current and former members of the united states military thanks for listening and stay tuned for future episodes